0: Hi, guys, and welcome back to Compassions of a Wanna Be It Girl. It's February, and we are still so focused on the self, taking care of the self. And one of the things that is important to self is health and fitness. So we have Hannah Gross back on the podcast to talk about fitness and balance. You know, she has a very authentic approach to fitness, you know, is very honest that like we all love to like work out to look good, but also like the mental health benefits of fitness. I find that Hannah's just super authentic about what working out really means and like, you know, what's actually a healthy ideal and what's not. Honestly, even after this interview, Hannah really helped to ground me about my own insecurities about fitness and health. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. So let's do it. (laughs) So you want to be an it girl? Okay, hi guys! Welcome back to Confessions of a Wanna Be It Girl. I'm joined again by the lovely Hannah Gross to talk about something completely different. We're talking about health. I'm so excited to have you back on the podcast, Hannah. Welcome back!
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Oh my gosh, it's just so funny. I feel like we're in similar places in our lives right now. Like we both got, and we're like, "How are you?" And we're like, yeah. oh, there's a lot."
1: <laughs> it's just. It seems like every week is lasting like four months and at the same time lasting two hours. So it's just like, there's not enough time in the day, but it's, there's too much time. It's pretty wild these days.
0: (laughs) That's so, that's so, that's so relatable. So this month, February, we're all focused on the self. Um, we've kind of changed our format and we're like, I'm trying to focus on the topic each month. So we're talking about self. And so obviously something that goes with self is health and fitness. So, um, I wanted to have you back on to talk about it. So tell us a little bit about like how your fitness and health, if that's even like the term (laughs) to use, like journey began, like how how did you get into this fitness space?
1: So I, for the longest time, I would say till high school, I wasn't in the least bit active. I wasn't on sports teams. I had no interest. Until my friend dragged me to her personal trainer and I hated it at first, but I was like, fine, I'll go back. This was in high school. And finally I just, something clicked and I fell madly in love. So I made it just such a priority to become athletic without, you know, being on a team but just for my own health and it's really given me an outlet for my anxiety and depression. So, I think truly that's why I'm I'm so passionate about this is because of how much it helped me and throughout life and career changes and big life changes, I've always had fitness to kind of keep me stable and keep me positive.
0: I love that. So I had an episode a few weeks ago and it talked about how confusing like the space really can be like, there's so much information like out there. Like if you could like explain to you what the difference between wellness, fitness and health are, I would be like so grateful. And if you can't, then like that's cool too.
1: So I would say fitness and wellness and health. I mean, it all goes very much hand in hand, but someone who is like a wellness expert, I would say that covers more like the food you eat, the products you put on your skin, the like the self reflection and the meditation like i think that's just more of a generalized bubble.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: health to me is maybe more of like someone who's a, a dietitian
2: mm-hmm. who
1: has more like science based and fitness encompasses all the physical things and obviously all the mental things that come along with it. so again, they're all really interchangeable, but I would never say I am like a wellness coach. I'm fitness coach. Right. But I love all things wellness. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I just think sometimes like the space is so crowded in a way, like it can get really overwhelming. And like, I've gone through really big bouts of being like very into fitness. Mm -hmm. And like, even then I come back and I look at it maybe when I'm like super into it or super not. And I'm like, wow, there's just so much here to unpack. It gets kind of crazy. Like, how do you kind of Keep your information about fitness so clear?
1: So that's interesting. And it's something that social media has become like a really incredible resource in the sense that it's so accessible. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember that just like any other industry, people want to sell you something. So that's where it gets confusing. Mm-hmm. It is pretty simple when you take all these like hacks and cheat meals and stuff like that, like ha- all, all these sorts of things that you can do to like change your body in three minutes or something like that. Like yes, three minutes. half this is, this is a lie- lot, a lot of it is lies. You can't spot treat something like it's very simple Um, it's all the mental things that go along with it and the discipline that makes this so difficult. But people have to remember that In marketing, it's your job to like capitalize on people's fears, literally on their fears. What Mm -hmm. is their insecurity? So, a lot of the information that is being passed around on the internet is misleading because they want it's clickbait. Mm -hmm. So, I think finding someone you genuinely trust, someone who's educated and experienced, I think that you can find like a few, and I would keep it to those few. Mm -hmm. And then you know, check in, like, where they're getting their research from. How legitimate is it? Mm-hmm. Um, Because a lot of it is bullshit out there, truly. Yeah. It's the truth.
0: Yeah. Well, and, like, it's I crazy. feel like so many of, like, the trend habits and whatnot, like, we kind of covered, like, they don't work. You can't spot tree, is right. what we're saying. But, like, are they even, like, actually healthy or sustainable? Like, not- The trends?
1: trends?
0: Yeah, the trends. Like, you know, I remember there were, you know, there's been so many trends, especially- I feel like what to eat like kale and like that had a huge moment and yeah. now we're like on like butter coffee like I'm you know and overnight, like, oats. overnight oats overnight I mean these
1: are things that have been around forever but they're just coming to light and becoming popular by influencers honestly like truly they have so much power in that world. And that's what we look at. So, I mean, people have been eating kale, obviously since (laughs) dawn of time, but (laughs) it's all of a sudden becoming super trendy Mm -hmm. because people are finding out, Oh, all the wonderful nutrients in it Mm -hmm. and Oh, all these fun recipes you can make with it. I mean, there's so many things that you can do, but yeah, I, again, that goes back to just, there's a lot of information out there. Mm -hmm. Trends, can be good. They can also be destructive. If they give you, you know, disordered thoughts or eating issues or issues with too much exercise, then clearly that trend is not good. And it's going to go away. Um, just like you want fitness to last forever for yourself. You want, you want something that's not necessarily a trend. You want something that's like been true Mm -hmm. for a long time.
0: Yes. Okay. So you kind of brought it up. Like there's kind of an unhealthy standard of what health is. And like, I, you know, the trends of like, I mean, I don't know. So this is why I need you. But Mm -hmm. like, like is intermittent fasting disordered eating is like, no. Okay, great. So
1: It's not disordered eating it's so there's no such thing. And the issue with trends in general is that it's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. There's certain people who really benefit from intermittent fasting, but then there's people who are diabetic that literally, that does not make sense. That doesn't work. Mm
0: -hmm. Same thing
1: with keto. Like that's super beneficial for one body type, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily the other. So that's where it can get dangerous I, and I, the people that I follow Mm -hmm. on Instagram who are feeding information out into the world, they always talk about balance. And even my favorite dietitians who are extremely educated, they talk about balance and that is what's most important balance and consistency. And it's not about how much of this you need to eat, how much of that you shouldn't have, what's good, what's bad. It's finding balance and that's the hardest, hardest thing that that I've had to find because for the longest time, I had none. Mm-hmm. I was not always super fit. Like that was not... I would try really hard. I have past experiences with an eating disorder. Like I know what it feels like to be so overwhelmed by information and just things out there that you just listen to blindly to, and it doesn't work and you try so hard. So I want to, I want to make it more transparent for others and make it easily attainable. Right. For I mean, all.
0: You look fantastic.
1: Oh, thank woman. you.
0: Like, but like, you know, like, and, and so I'm like, what is she doing? What is she doing? You know, because like, I feel like so many people get in myself, totally included, get into this mindset of like, oh, well, if I just do what she does, that will work. Right. And like, you know, with yourself, like what is like, how is that balance working for you now? How did you find it? Take us through that journey.
1: I'm going to thank my therapist. <laughs> I, yes. I couldn't recommend
0: therapy enough.
1: It just you need to have a voice or reason and someone to talk to who has no bias or anything. Mm. Um, that truly and like I'm gonna thank myself as well because of the work that I put in to find balance. You can't just like wish for it, just like everything in life. You have to actively work on it and be aware and mindful. So I I mean the balance mainly came from truly came from therapy. And then finding the fitness that I did, like the exercises that I enjoyed versus the ones that I didn't, that would like exhaust me and make me have to like nap all the rest of the day and then overeat. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just kind of finding and navigating what I like, what I don't like. This workout works for me. I actually be more carbs than this person needs. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I used to swear off carbs in general. And actually the second I started putting in more carbs is when I started losing weight. Wow. It's crazy. Like it really is crazy. Um, you have to just find and figure it out yourself, but it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And people aren't necessarily willing to put in that effort.
0: Oh yeah. It's way easier to follow the influencers like five days and just like it. drink
1: a shake. Like that's yeah. not, no. <laughs> how
0: how do you stay like for somebody who maybe wants to get into like having a routine, like how do you stay on it? Where do you start?
1: A great way to start for making a routine. And I will give it to influencers these days, because it really has something that is something that I've done forever. That really helps is writing it down, making whether it's in a journal and you're practicing your five minute reflecting or whatnot that everyone's talking about. I'm not hating on that at all. It's actually amazing. Um, but, or just like getting a notebook out, like I'll show you literally right here.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I have a notebook categorizing all the things that are going on in my mind, what I like, what is important that needs to be done today, what needs to be done, not in the immediate future and what I need to absolutely chill out about and take care of in a long time. It helps compartmentalize and it helps Just like kind of take the anxiety out of your brain, throw it onto the piece of paper. It's in writing. You don't have to think about it anymore. That is the best way to get your routine in order. You can write down, you can do like somewhat of a, like a time schedule on your phone being like, okay, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to do this workout. And then I'm going to make a really good breakfast and then go to work, make sure I packed these snacks for work. So I'm never hungry, et cetera, et cetera. You have to plan. Mm -hmm. And that's how you start to get into a routine and it becomes effortless. Mm, I
0: love that. I love how much you are so focused on the mental health aspects that you get out of fitness. Like, you know, there is obviously like, I feel like people start working out because they want to look good. And like that, like, I don't think that stands the test of time with fitness. Like, no, you can burn out on that.
1: That's where the problems happen in full transparency. That's why I started working out because I wanted to look better. And there's nothing wrong with that. Wanting to feel more toned or, you know, just feel a little bit better about yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I, that's like a whole other thing that people shame. Um, but you can go in for aesthetic reasons. You just also have to kind of check in with yourself and be like, Hey, like what's going on in my brain here? Why don't I like this about myself? Is this really about, attacking parts of my body or, or is this something else in my head? Like truly everything is connected. Um, again, therapy <laughs> is so important, I love that. but yeah, I, I just think that fitness is it, it's here to stay, but it's also shifting in a mental, a much more mental outlook than just the physical aesthetics of it. We love.
0: So what do you say when a client or, you know, comes to you and says like, I just want to, like, I want to lose weight like I want, I want to look like this, you know, have a picture or example or whatever. What's like the mental shift there for you? I've
1: actually had people literally show me a picture and say, I want to look like this. They've shown me a picture of themselves at a different Mm -hmm. point in their lives. And they've also shown me pictures of someone else. Right. And I'm like, this, I immediately say, all right, what, rip this picture into shreds. It's not going to help you. There's no point comparing yourself. You are a different person than you were then. Were you even happy when you looked that way? What was going on in your life? If it's someone else, like, hello, you are your own unique person. If you want to work on yourself, I'm here to help you. You're going to, I'm going to help you. I'm going to hold you accountable and you'll see results, but just try to, you know, it's okay to have aesthetic goals, but They have to be realistic and they also have to be not detrimental to your mental. Mm
0: -hmm, Totally. Let's talk about that. Like, how do you, you know, start working towards your realistic fitness goals?
1: It starts with small goals. Like it's, it's actually a part of um, NASM, which is one of the certifications for fitness instructors to get like legitimately certified. Mm -hmm. And there's something called SMART goals. And that's what they want to implement with clients. So it has to be sustainable. It has to be measurable.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, It has to be attainable. It has to be realistic. It has to be timely. So basically you want to make sure that things are realistic. Your goals are realistic. They're not like, I want to look like Giselle in three months.
0: Well, I'm never going to get the height. So like, what am I going to (laughs) do?
1: You'd be so surprised. It's like really insane. I'm like, let's take small,
0: smaller goals. I've
1: totally done it. Like No, same. I mean, listen, the only reason why I feel this way now is because I've gone to the craziest parts that I'm even talking about. Like I got as crazy as it gets. So I understand why people feel and do these things. I empathize with it. But yes, they need to be realistic goals. I have a client who... It's like, hey, I'm getting married in a year. I would like to feel better in my dress and I just want to feel stronger and more confident. I'm like, great. Now it's gone down to like, in two months, I want to do X amount of push ups, like small goals. Mm-hmm. Then when you hit them, they feel so rewarding,
0: right? you are talking <laughs> about goals, fitness goals.
1: <laughs> yes. So our goals, we want them to be smart. We don't want them to be unattainable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Start yeah. small, and then you get you build up from there. We
0: love that. So you know, hold on, I totally just lost my. <laughs> like what is this note marley like okay i got it okay so like and and this goes back to kind of what we're saying i'm holding like a, a the picture up of what you want your dream body to look like and i have this theory that everybody has a dream body but no matter what it's usually in the beginning not your body like we should make our dream bodies into your body how do you like you know stay like working towards it, like a goal and like not maybe see progression immediately, but keep that like, it doesn't matter. I'm still working on my fitness, like balance that we've been talking about.
1: I can tell you that firsthand because, you know, after recovering from an eating disorder, you go on the other end and there was a lot of binging and just trying to like ward off any, like change my relationship with food, which was equally as bad as when I was underweight. But after that, it kind of completely messed up my metabolism. It was not kind of like it fully, it messed it up. And I would eat super, super clean. Mm -hmm. No, this, no, that like very restrictive. And I would work out the craziest workouts. I I, like to think about it now. It was like, I was training for like, (laughs) I felt like I was working out, like I was training for a triathlon every single day, sometimes like multiple hours a day. And my body just held on to the fat. It was not coming off. And it was like that for a solid year and a half of hard, hard work and like barely seeing results, like tiny, tiny results. Mm -hmm. And there were days that I wanted to give up. Absolutely. And there were days that I did give up. That's just a part of life. Life's hard. This, this process is hard. You have to just keep going. It's the exact same thing as when you're in a job and you, you want to go be this person, but you have to start here. You got to go to school. You got to, be an intern, all these things. Like it's the same thing with changing your body. It takes time and people get really stubborn and impatient, but results that stick Mm -hmm. don't come quickly. They come slowly and they stay. I love it There's been many times where I've yo-yoed and that's because I would go on a really strict diet, mm-hmm. exercise like crazy. And then I would gain it back in three weeks. Yeah. The point of that.
0: Totally. I've done, oh, i if I, i like, I don't yeah. have fingers to count the time. Oh, like,
1: everyone, everyone, every year. Everyone's
0: done it. And like, but I'm also so curious, you know, like I'm recently, I've started having a lot of gush, gut issues and I'm like, oh my God. And like, I heard somebody else on a podcast talk about that. That, that can be the result of disordered eating habits and I totally went through that in college and I'm just like why are these like the post factors of these are so much worse and I'm like I if I had known that know. like my was gonna feel this like awful in my gut I would have I don't know if I would have stopped I would have thought
1: no you'd, you'd be like oh but nothing tastes as good as skinny like something disgusting right
0: oh my gosh the the toxic things out there that Terrible. I I used to, full disclosure, this is horrible. Do not do it. But I literally had a tweet that somebody tweeted like on their phone saying like something about like imagining like your fat rolls, whatever, as you're eating food. And I would pull it up every time I thought I was overeating and reading. It's sick. It's sick.
1: The things we do to ourselves, it's like, we, we would never do this to someone else. So why are we doing it to ourselves? It's so crazy.
0: Right. Like I'm embarrassed to admit that that's what I did, but that's what I did. And it's
1: it's also really, it's not embarrassing. Like it needs to be known because everyone does it and they just won't admit it.
0: Right. And something that was talked out in therapy is why are we doing that? You know, yeah, like, I course. honestly, I, I know, but I'm just going to like, yeah, we
1: know it. kind of, and, but we don't. But like,
0: no. Yeah,
1: exactly. We don't want to deal don't. with it.
0: Exactly, like the so let's get into that. I feel like you've been talking about it a lot on some of your Instagrams. Like the things that, like we, you know, you're talking about how you're eating carbs or that weightlifting doesn't actually bulk you up. Like, what are the things that, like maybe people don't realize are actually okay to be doing or even really good for you, like weightlifting?
1: Um, that that been- one that is the craziest one for me because I personally used to believe that the more weight you you lift. Mm-hmm. the heavier, the bulkier you'll get. And I even had like friends or family members be like, when I got into lifting, they were like, no, are you afraid you're going to like bulk up? Not in a mean, like gen- generally or genuinely curious mm-hmm. and concerned. And the only way to bulk up from lifting weights is to eat in a surplus of calories. So if you are lifting crazy weights, and then you go and you power eat like you're carbo loading for marathon, then you're going to start to gain. Mm -hmm. If you eat, you know, your normal amount, you eat till you feel satisfied. Mm -hmm. You eat all different kinds of nutrients. You have all your macros and you're not just disregarding one of those carbs, fat, and protein. You won't gain weight. It's so, it's like, it's just such a myth that really just like, I want to share because I feel like women and just even myself personally have always thought and been made that to know that it's better, the smaller you get, like the smaller you are, the better you are, the better you look. And that's just like literally not the case. So when you have this thought in your mind that you should be small, you are afraid of lifting the weights, but. Mm-hmm. When you walk into a gym, obviously a non-intimidating one, personally going to plug it in, Lift society. I was a member there for several years before I became a teacher. And I walked in there and I felt like completely unthreatened. And I saw these big barbells. The barbell scared me. The environment didn't. And they were like, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Start with bar start with dumbbells, maybe even body weight, work your way up to the barbell. And there was nothing more empowering than taking up the space and taking your own rack up and just like lifting heavy weight. Mm-hmm. So It's not only just so beneficial for your body to lift weights, but it feels so good mentally. You feel so much stronger. You feel like you can take on the day or any stress or any task that lies ahead. Mm -hmm. It's just an instant moon shifter.
0: So, and on that note too, like, let's talk about food. Like what are like, everyone's different and we're talking about balance, but what are just like at the basic levels, what are the things we should be looking to have in like our diet every day to just keep living? Okay. So
1: I will share what I feel like I am certified enough to share. I won't give like total nutrition. That's for the dietitian who's done years of schooling. But I would say on just like a basic note, it would be to get your macros in. Meaning, have carbs, have fat have protein, Mm. eat a variation of colors. Like when you hear people say, eat the rainbow, like eat a variation of colors. It has all different kinds of vitamins and nutrients in there for you. Again, stop when you're full or satisfied, not super stuffed. You don't You, you kind of want to just like try to find that balance. So eat mindfully, try not to like sit and like eat in front of the TV and like with a giant bag of something, unless you know what you're feeling it that day, then do it. Mm -hmm. But try to, you know, portion the things on your plate. If you're satisfied with that, great. If you're not, and you're still hungry, add some more to the plate. Don't restrict. I feel like I'm throwing out so, so many different things, but you want to incorporate veggies often and much fiber is really good for you. And just don't avoid food that is deemed bad. Mm. If you, obviously we want to eat whole foods as much as possible, Mm. but if you are craving something and you are hungry and that is what you want, eat it. If Mm. you don't eat it, you're going to think about it all day, obsess about it. You're going to eat a hundred different other things that are healthier that add up to end up being more calories than what you would spend just eating the one thing you wanted and guarantee after you eat all those healthy things, you're still not satisfied. You're going to go binge on whatever the thing you wanted was, but have like five of them instead of one. Does that make sense? Yes. So like everyone is blown away that I can just take a scoop of, or my, even my mom, she's like, how do you just take a scoop of m and How do you not eat like the whole bag? And I'm, I'm like,
0: how do you not eat the whole bag?
1: If I don't want the whole bag, I don't eat the whole bag. If I'm full, then then I'm going to stop. But if there's times that I want to eat the whole bag or I want to eat more than one bag, Mm -hmm. I'm going to eat it. Because I'm going to listen to what my body wants. Obviously, I want people to eat whole foods, things that are unprocessed as much as possible. But here and there, having certain processed foods, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. If anything, cutting it all out and being restrictive is only going to lead you to binging. We don't want that. We want balance. We got to meet in the middle here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So key he and everything, balance.
0: Balance, balance, balance. You've mm-hmm. been making some food videos too on yes. Your- Tell us, tell us like a, a recipe you're like into right now. It's
1: so interesting because honestly, like I don't consider myself a cook by any means, but... Yeah, me neither. But people ask all the time, like, what are some healthy recipes I can do? And they're so easy and they're so basic, but a lot of people don't know that basic, easy things can taste really good. Mm. So I just tend to do recipes that I know are easy. They take very little time to make. And it's, if someone like me can make it, Um, you can do things quickly if you're on the go all the time, or you really are just not an experienced cook. I want people to be able to have access to those recipes because I don't get me wrong. I love looking at like Bon Appetit and the New York times cooking and everything like that. But those are like, those can be really complicated <laughs> recipes, so I'm like, let's just make it simple. Make your healthy things accessible, simple, um, easily grabable. Yes. You know, my other tip as far as healthy eating—it's and it's a big one—I tell this to college students that I talk to as well, and people who work in offices that have just like food That's everywhere. It. Yeah. Is make sure in your kitchen, in your refrigerator, that you have easily accessible healthy options. Mm -hmm. If you are in a hurry and you have to choose from slicing like cucumbers, getting hummus in a to-go container and whatever, like sliced turkey, Mm -hmm. or you can just go into your pantry and grab a bag of chips, what are you going to grab?
0: The chips every time.
1: Every time. So make it more accessible. Chop things up when you get it do a little bit of meal prepping so that you can, again, have time, have little time necessary to just grab something quickly. Right.
0: Oh, totally. I like uh, when I did that, it was so beneficial. I even like at one point, me and my boyfriend, this was like hype pandemic. We were just like, we were just taking the whole bag of things with us. Oh, yeah. We started like separating out, like it was probably one or two servings because some like sometimes one serving is like really, really small, you know, and just putting it in separate bags. And then it was just like already, you know, you, you already j- could just grab it. It makes things exactly. so much easier, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So you're not just carrying the whole potato bag around all the time. Sometimes this <laughs> still do and that's, we love that and that's fine.
1: Totally cool. totally cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so tell us a little bit about like sweat with Hannah. What's it like, how's it going? How does it all work? Everything.
1: So sweat with Hannah was a very much a pandemic idea. I'd always like flirted with the idea of doing my own thing, but I didn't think it would come that soon. And I didn't think it would be virtual at all. Um but it it came to be like truly the very beginning of the pandemic I was beyond restless as everyone else was, anxious, had no answers and I don't like not having the answers to things mm-hmm. at all. Um so I just I would start writing like workouts and stuff and send it to my friends who were like what do I do all day? I can't go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Can you teach me a workout? And I'd be like, "Okay." And then I started, you know, figuring out I wasn't trained at the time in Matt Pilates, or I was teaching like a mega former on a machine and I was teaching weightlifting with barbells. So I was like, what am I going to do on the floor, like body weight or with dumbbells here? So I had to kind of relearn all of those things. And I started getting really creative with my programming and started reaching out to other friends and it would spread like wildfire. They'd be like, can we do like a group workout, like 20 people at a time or something. And then people's Offices would reach out to me and say, can we do like an office wellness day Mm -hmm. for our employees? And so I was like, okay, I need to get (laughs) a platform ready. I need to get a website ready. So this is legitimate. Mm -hmm. So... I found Talent Hack, which was an amazing platform for that. And they basically helped me build a website, um, build, you know, my own payment system and everything like that. It, it just, they legitimized everything. And I started creating su- a subscription model for people to come take my workouts. And with all the trial and error of figuring out what I liked and didn't like, Mm-hmm. Working out in my living room for um I made sweat with Hannah keeping it a combination of Pilates and strength training so I found that to be unique because a lot of things were just I don't wanna say easy because that minimizes it, but just like body weight and basic and done
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and i I mean prior to the pandemic, you could not have paid me to work out in my house.
2: Mm. It was
1: all about going to the gym. Socializing there, getting pushed in person, mm-hmm. never ever worked out at home. Didn't even have equipment, right? Um, and then I, I started sweat with Hannah. Got a ton of stuff, equipment. The clients, it's been crazy. I have to like, there's certain for privates. I'm like starting to turn people down because it's really busy. Wow, um, it's crazy. And then my subscription program is is my favorite because it's it started off with. I want to say three people. It's still small, but it's a collection of women who I genuinely am obsessed with. Like... We have our own Instagram chat and if they feel like family, I've never even seen these people in person. It's insane. And I've known them for two years. Some of them have been like very loyal for two years now. It's insane, but it's an amazing supportive community. We hold each other accountable. It makes me get in my workouts because surprisingly, as you get busier as a trainer, you don't get a workout as much. Really? Is that a thing? It is a thing and it's the weirdest thing. And I'm like, what? I I did this because I love to work out. What can I get my workout in? But I can get my workout in with Sweat with Hannah because I'm working out with them and it's. It's, you have live options. If you can't make the live time, you have on demand. We do challenges all the time I'm planning on doing like a community event and seeing people IRL. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: lots of cool things in the pipeline, but I really, really love these women. They are so strong. I've seen all of them transform. It's amazing to watch. It truly like it like, it amps me up. It, it gets me going for the day.
0: Wow. I love that. How, like, how often are, like, are these people working out every day? Is it insane? Or is it like, you know, three to four, like what, what's the recommend recommendation is for a-
1: them or for a general recommendation for people to work out?
0: Mm, let's get both.
1: Okay. So for my sweat with Hannah crew, we have two live classes a week. Love. However, they have, a a full access to an on-demand library of every single workout we've done for the past two years, any challenges, any extra videos I've thrown in there. So they could work out every single day. It's up to them. It's wow. whatever works in their schedule. I want to make it easier on them. Obviously, I want them to be consistent. That's why I like really, really encourage people to come to the lives mm-hmm. um, and then obviously get in some on demands. And the challenges are really fun that hold people accountable for weeks on end. Wow. Um, but I never, whether it's my sweat with Hannah people or my in-person people, my lift clients, my carries clients, I'm never gonna tell you to work out every single day. That's not healthy. Um if 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 you want to move your body every day, however, Mm -hmm. that I recommend, whether it's stepping outside for literally 10 minutes or doing a crazy hit class or something, Mm -hmm. do what you want to do, find the workouts that you like. Mm -hmm. And I would say, ideally, I would like to see someone doing four times a week. Mm Um, which I think is very reasonable. Mm, I agree. Because a lot of people are cardio bunnies and which is fine again, but they do it every day, which again is fine. But if you're doing like heavy weight lifting or you're doing some really, really intense mega former Pilates,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I would make sure you have like a couple rest days for sure. Totally. What? And you is, can do walking. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. Walking is so forgotten. It's so
1: no, it's so sad. sad. It's literally so good for you.
0: I know like I it was like for a week I was super I'm gonna stay consistent about it. I was like walking every day and I was like wow this really just does a lot for the mental health uh, yeah it's so
1: good for you physically and mentally it's so it's easy. good to have that cardio it's Oh, it's just so good. So good.
0: And walking. What is the Hannah routine though? What's your day-to-day schedule like right now?
1: So it's so hilarious that I've been talking on this podcast that I'm like balance, balance, <laughs> because I have zero at the moment with just life is really crazy right now. Um, but I do work a lot and Unfortunately, there's one thing that is really hard for me to practice what I preach, which is take rest when you need it,
2: mm-hmm. because
1: I want to help people and I get really caught up in it. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, wow, I'm exhausted. So I need to have some me time. Um, but a day in the life, it dep- It literally depends day by day. I'll be teaching some people virtually private, in person, private, at the studio at Carrie's, at the studio at Lyft. Um,
0: when does this day start?
1: Um, the, a couple of days a week, I would say that they started about six. Wow. Okay. Um, and then, you know, sometimes they end really late. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is something that I also am working on is trying to figure out a little bit more balance in the scheduling, um, to not obviously exhaust myself because you can't fill with an empty cup and I can't be the best version of myself if I'm exhausted. So I really do try to set boundaries. Um, but it, I will tell you the day is pretty hectic, but I, I enjoy it so much. So it's,
0: yeah, it's, it's hard to like, not do the things you love, mm-hmm. even when you're like burning out of it or like burning mm-hmm. out just on the day. But like, right. Cause like every time you get there, then you're like rejoiced by it again. But at the same time, it's like, we do have to.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I need a personal day, I take it. My clients are insanely understanding. And um, yeah, basically if, if I feel like, wow, I really need this. Then I'll take it.
0: I love that. That's something I feel like every job, school thing should like, we shouldn't take advantage of it, but should right. really implement into your no. life because the, all these things of the health and like busyness are so tied in. And like, yeah, you know, like five hours of sleep is not. No. Why do people think that's okay to function like that?
1: Absolutely not. I have to have a minimum eight hours. I'm serious. I have to sleep. If I'm going, going, going all day and I'm pretty active. I need to sleep. I need right. to sleep. I need to drink a ton of water. I don't know if you can see this, but do you see that water bottle? It's literally yes. a gallon size. Wow. And I drink like one and a half to two of those a day.
0: Wow. I, I need to set sleep. my water game up.
1: <laughs> yes. It really, it's so good for you. Chug and chug. Uh,
0: what's your advice for somebody who wants to get started on a fitness and health journey?
1: This sounds dumb, but just start. That's all I can say. Just start. Find someone that you trust that you want to work with or hold you accountable or a studio that you feel comfortable at and do it. I highly recommend also enlisting kind of like the buddy system. It Mm -hmm. always helps. If you have support from a family member, a friend, just to kind of help you through it and kind of just root cheer you on, that is super, super important. It's literally like a psychological situation. I'm butchering everything right now, but... When you enlist the support of a friend or a loved one, you will be more motivated and inclined to get onto your fitness journey. And try to remember that you are doing this to be healthy. You are doing this to better yourself and to kind of relieve some tension and try not to think about, the superficial reasons for doing it so much. It's okay, but you don't want that to be the only reason.
0: Oh, what a great note to end on. I loved that. Uh, oh. Thank you so much, Hannah, for coming back on the podcast again. Um, I know you're super, super busy. So thank you so much again for me me. on. Of
1: course. This was so fun. I will literally do this whenever. You know, I love this.
0: Oh my God. Come back anytime.
1: <laughs> hang in. We love to hang.
0: Guys, thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to Hannah for coming back on the podcast to talk about all things fitness. You are literally a gem. You're so grounded and authentic. And I seriously am so impressed that you manage it all while also looking literally amazing. Um, so guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show. That's the best way to support the podcast. And, uh, we'll see you next week.